Welcome to the C.S. Joseph Podcast. Today's question is, how do you motivate an ISFJ? <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> what a question. So, ISFJs, how do you motivate them? Are they motivatable? No, really they're not. They're, they're not motivatable. They have uh, an ID demon. They have an ID demon. These people have the virtue and vice of faith versus fear okay so watch season seven on uh, this youtube channel go to the playlist go to season seven and watch the virtue and vice of isfjs and the reason why they struggle so much with fear is because of their ni demon they are very risk averse people they don't like taking it risks they don't like taking risks this is the quintessential type of playing it safe and it's hilarious because it's kind of a, hip a hypocrisy to a point. The reason why it's hypocritical is because when you are risk averse, yet you're also the one who can outwork, out endure any person out there. You're always the last man standing, right? You know this as an ISFJ, you know what you're capable of, yet they succumb to fear so easily and as a result, are so risk-averse, which is really sad. It's really sad, it's kind of annoying, and it's kind of ridiculous at the same time, because it's like, hey, we have someone here who can endure basically anything, get through anything, do anything, experience anything, and persevere through it all, but they're also afraid, you know? You have the strongest person in the world, yet they're afraid. It's like the cowardly lion. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's what the ISFJs really are. They're, they're just the cowardly lion. If you ever watched Wizard of Oz, and if you haven't watched Wizard of Oz, I, I weep for the children. I, I weep for the people out there who have not succumbed to the amazing awesomeness that is the Wizard of Oz. It's also a political um, allegory. So yeah, uh, Hopefully y'all feel like the uh, scarecrow when you get your uh, diplomas from the wizard. So, but anyway, they're very risk averse. And because they're very risk averse, they have no motivation. They lack motivation entirely. And this can be a huge, huge issue in their life, especially ISFJ men, because they are the most feminine men out there. On top of being so risk averse, giving into their fear on a regular basis, they just end up being completely unwanted, not desirable, not really attractive, especially to women. And because of that, they end up stuck in their life, stuck in a comfort zone, stuck in stagnation, stuck in not growing. It can be a serious issue. Not only that, like if you look at their, their super ego um, from the fact that they are in the heart temple, the super ego temple to the heart temple is the... Uh, um, it's the, uh, it's the mind temple. And, uh, with the mind temple, the mind temple has its deadly sin of sloth. And let me tell you something, folks, ISFJs, and as much as ENTPs can be insanely slothful. And, uh, that doesn't help either. So they just 
put themselves in a position where they aren't growing as people. There's no growth. There's no, there's no anything. It's kind of, well, it's embarrassing. It's quite embarrassing for them. And they end up being an embarrassment to themselves, an embarrassment to the people that actually care about them. Yeah, that, that's, that'll hit their ESFP side. That's how embarrassing they are, because they're so risk averse. But yeah, don't be that guy. Don't be that ISFJ who just is incapable of taking risks. The problem is, is that they're never really going to learn how to take risks on their own. That's where you come in. You, their close friend, or you, their lover, or you, their family member, right? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Just a very close person within their life. And this close person, basically, who has to help them not become so risk averse. Because don't get me wrong, folks. Their introverted intuition demon is screaming at them in their head all the time. They'll... It's a very low voice at the beginning of their life, but towards the middle of their life, it's a really loud voice saying, why don't you ever take any risks? Why don't you ever just do what you want? You're all about what everyone else wants. When is it my turn to do something I want to do? This is all of a sudden you see, you know, ISFJ is having midlife crisis. It kind of gets out of control. They're getting all midlife crisis. And then they had never gone to the casino their whole life or they never would have done cocaine their whole life and all of a sudden they're doing it because midlife crisis. Well, that's why. Because they put off an entire life of taking risks and now their superego wants them to take, you know, psychologically wants them to take all those risks all at once. Welcome to midlife crisis, right? That's how it works. So, obviously the healthy thing is is that maybe they should be taking risks on a semi-regular basis or once in a while so that <laughs> their superego via subconscious development and cognitive orbit is not going to destroy their life with this entire concept, right? Maybe that would be, you know, something entirely valuable. Who knows? Who knows? But they're not going to know that. They're not. Most people don't really know. That's why, you know, people just got to understand that in their life, they can't do it all by themselves, right? Especially, you know, the hyper-affiliative ISFJ, right? Mega-affiliative, right? So they're so affiliative, they got to be on a team, right? So when it comes to taking risks, they need to be on a team of risk-takers, right? So this is where you come in, the third party. You'd be a family member, you'd be a lover, you could be a child. It doesn't matter as long as you're in this person's life in a very close, respected basis, right? So why is that important? Well, it's important because they're not gonna really do it alone, right? They have to mimic somebody else and develop a healthy habit of risk-taking. But are they going to be able to do that? You know, that's the thing. They're not gonna really do it on them, by themselves, especially the younger they are in their life because they, without having life experience, they are not really necessarily aware of how much they can actually endure. And that also presents yet another problem. Another problem, right? So keep that in mind as well as, as an issue. So like imagine you're an ESTP, right? You have anti-inferior. 
you're also kind of afraid of taking risks, but at the same time, you know that it's just got to be done. You're never going to get what you want unless you take risks and you always want choices. And sometimes you have to risk a choice because when you make a choice, your other choices will disappear when you commit to a choice. It's just you ESTPs have to realize that there are more choices after the choice you make. So while you're losing a bunch of choices after making a choice, you're unlocking new ones afterwards. The difference is, is that you're expert sensing hero and you don't like taking risks by yourself either. So then all that's left is going up to the ISFJ and being like, hey, you should do this thing with me. It's pretty risky. But the ISFJ will feel safe in taking that risk, right? Safe taking the risk because they're not doing it by themselves, right? And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the ISFJ is motivated. And that's literally the source of ISFJ motivation, your motivation. They have to be around somebody else who is motivated. They have to be around someone else who's willing to take the risk. That's important. That's huge. That's everything, right? And if they're around someone else who's taking those risks and that other person is sharing those risks with the ISFJ or the ISFJ is sharing in the risk with another person, all of a sudden they have faith and they're not so afraid anymore. All of a sudden they're motivated, motivated to succeed really at the end of the day, and they'll never admit it, but they just want somebody to do it with them. They don't want to do it by themselves. As much as they enjoy being by themselves and behind the scenes, when it comes to risk-taking, when it comes to motivation, they don't want to be the only person who's motivated. I mean, why not? Why would they, right? Why would they? Why would they be so motivated? Because if they're going to be taking the risks, oh no, someone may not want me to do that. I may be becoming less desirable. But that's just a projection. That's a self-fulfilling prophecy. The reality of the situation is, is that ISFJs, especially ISFJ men, have to realize that the more risks they take, the more motivated they are via cognitive orbit from NI demon to expert intuition inferior, the more attractive and the more desirable they become, especially to the opposite sex, the more opportunities they will unlock for themselves in their life. Just as an ESTP has to confront the fact that when they make a decision, it closes doors. But every time they make a decision, those doors close, new doors open up. The same goes for your NI demon, except your NI demon is extremely powerful it can go NI Angel. Imagine what kind of NI Angel opportunities are waiting for you after you develop the healthy habit of risk-taking, which leads to the healthy lifestyle of motivation, being motivated as an ISFJ. Think of all those new experiences you will be able to unlock. Like, why wouldn't you do that, you know? That's why it's important, folks. That's why it is ultimately everything. It is everything.
live your life this way, ISFJs, and also those around ISFJs, this is how you motivate them. Shared risk. Shared risk-taking. Do it with them. And then all of a sudden, they'll be able to motivate themselves. They'll have a healthy habit of risk-taking themselves. And they will become one of the most desirable and attractive people that walk the earth. Not only that, because of cognitive access, they'll also become one of the strongest, even stronger than they already are. All right, folks, uh, please subscribe to the channel. Please uh, leave a like, leave a comment. I read all those, that'd be great. Uh, hopefully this answered your question and uh, I'll see you guys on the next episode.